Welcome back, diary listeners, and happy Tuesday. This is the second part of Nicole DeRoy's diary entry, and we are pleased to title this second piece, Spongulator. Enjoy, listeners. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. Well, no, and if you have, if you're not um, using a cheaper machine or an older um, coil machine or, or something that you uh, don't mind that, that hit, if you're doing anything with a motor, um, that can be really, really hard on a motor too, like tattooing silicon. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. It does a number on your machine uh, for sure. And that's why I always say like, stick to like fruit and things like that, that it, like the needles have a lot. I mean, even them, you know, like can kind of stress it out, especially if they're cold. Ooh. My apprentice broke a machine. Of mine. Oh <laughs> She's like, I, I took it out of the refrigerator and I think I broke your machine. I had others. I had others, but it, she was so devastated. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. But what did we learn? She goes, um, I said, no cold fruit. <laughs> like you can't, it came out of the refrigerator. Of course, it's fucking hard as shit right now. <laughs> like room temperature fruit. Oh You're not God. tattooing people who came out of the fucking tundra. <laughs> like, like, we're, we're all at like 98.6 degrees, man. <laughs> like, 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 so, yeah, I just, I let it go because I had, I had, I had a lot of tattoo machines at that point. I mean, you know, it, it sucks to have a machine break, but it wasn't my daily runner or anything like that. And she, her, she, you could tell she was just kicking herself so bad. <laughs> She was so upset. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, the, the lessons, but yeah, the, uh, you're right. I, I have always said with the fake skin, it's better for a portfolio piece. Like it's, it's really like kind of that, like you make a portfolio piece, show somebody something that maybe you want to do or that you're into doing, or, you know, exploring something on a body part, like a head or a hand or something like that, which you don't get very often. And you know, you can kind of explore compositional kind of things when you're using the body part. But if you're doing this flat slabs of, you yeah. know, you can treat them like paper. It's not, it's not like dealing with a person at all. No. Um, so you're right. You're definitely right. And stress on your machine. So you had to relearn on people. Um, you know, that's, that's another trial. And even then, like I wasn't really actively taught any technique. I was just kind of left to figure it out. Mm. Um, it was tough because like she was working primarily in black and gray realism, never pulled lines. Got you. Even when she did work that required line work, she would never just pull a pull a line. She was always scratching them in. Mm. Um, so I never actually learned the line work right away. And here I am trying to do traditional style tattooing. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty admirable because, you know, that's a really hard, hard style. Like it's, 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 there's a reason why it's foundational for teaching yeah. that too. It's because it, it is foundational and it's wicked hard <laughs> because everything shows. Yep. Everything. 
everything. <laughs> yep. It's always the simplest things that I find. And I've said it before on the podcast, but like uh, people always go, oh, it's just easy. It's, you know, it's just a straight line or it's just a circle or it's just, and it's, it's like, dude, straight line is just a circle. Whatever is just blah is not just anything. It right. is you do it. You show me how to trace, trace a cir- circle right now. <laughs> do it. Just do it. <laughs> let, me, let me see you just do it. And then you think about holding a vibrating thing and doing it on a person. And then you tell me how just it is. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always the simplest ones or the hardest because everything shows. It, it, the, the simplicity makes it critical that you don't mess up one bit of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can hide a bunch of mistakes if it's like, you know. Right. The bigger tattoo and it's you know it's got all the shading and all this stuff i mean that was my saving grace going into it to be honest with you oh yeah there was definitely a while there where i was using the trick where i would shade all the way up to the line just so that you didn't see yeah how shaky it was yeah yeah you got to do what you got to do especially especially if your your mentor is centered around uh you know, a different style than you are. And that that's not something they've done for a long time. You know, like that's the other thing when you learn about getting tattooed by somebody. And I think that's what my apprentice learned in a lot of respects too, is that she liked a lot of tattoos outside of mine. She admired my work. She admired me as an artist, but she wanted to do a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't do. And I was like, well, dude, I, you know, like, I don't do that. Like if if you had told me and I, my whole thing was like, unlike your situation she had a whole shop full of tattoo artists and i was like all of them do different styles go ask them right i don't know everything but you have access you're now in the inner sanctum you're now you're now here you can ask anybody i'm not gonna you know my basic view is when you go into college and they ask you to write a paper they're not gonna accept a paper if you don't have at least three sources you know are they going to accept a paper when your only source is just one article? No, that's right. not a good peep. That's not a good research paper. Where's your research? Reading somebody else's research. Like that's not research. So you have to have at least three sources. So my whole thing was like, well, this is very fundamental to learning anyway. You don't stay here and just learn from me. I understand there's a whole attitude about like, oh, don't ask anybody outside your mentor. But I was like, well, that's dumb because that's not how it works. And you were in the sciences. So, you know, it's not how it works. Right. So how did you, how did you bridge the gap between that? Like between what you wanted to learn and what she was able to show you? Um, it was trial and error. Yeah. You just fucked and, around long enough. Huh? You just fucked around long enough to kind of get it. I mean, even then, like, I really didn't quite get it. Yeah. Like I was struggling mm-hmm. and it was very devastating and like discouraging. Cause I was like, damn, like I would see other apprentices through Instagram fucking crushing it. And I was like, why can't I just fucking get this? Why can't I get this? Like I get physics. I get biology. I get all this stuff. I get art. Why can't I fucking get this line pulled? Yeah. 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 And it was just so frustrating. And like, nobody was helping me diagnose what the problem was. Like I eventually got to to a point where it was just good enough that she was like, okay, let's get you licensed. It's been too long. (laughs) 
where it was like, okay, I was, you know, my lines were just good enough that it was like, okay, well, you know, you're not going to fuck people up, but you know, it's not going to be super clean. Um, All right. Well, that's, that's a way again, we're just going to kick you down the mountain. Hope you don't die. (laughs) But I think it just got to a point too, where, you know, cause I was doing, I, I was doing apprentice tattoos for so long that she was tired of not making money from them. Mm. And Dude. eventually she started asking me for a cut got from you. my tips. <laughs> oh, got you. I got you. And they were free, free tattoos, but you know, for tip. Oh, wow. And some people were kind enough to be like, well, how much would you, would this normally cost? Cause that's Aww. what I'm going to give you. And then she started asking me for money. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause that, that definitely should not happen. Your tip, your tip is, uh, especially in the free zone. Um, yeah, you know, I, I heard from Cooper, at paradise and I, I love this. I'd like to have him on the show, but he, he seemed a little like, yeah, I don't know about that. And it's probably, it's because of how he learned and I understand his reasons, but I, I'm going to steal what he said and just throw it out there. But he said, you know, I asked for he said 3000 up front and he's like, and I, you know, I teach him. He's like, but I save all that money. I don't spend it on anything. And at the end of their apprenticeship, I buy them their first tattoo machine and everything like that. And that's the money I use. So if they make it through everything, I spend all that money on them eventually and give them that's that. Great. I know. I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's so great. And he's like, yeah. And I, I, I said, uh, you know, their whole ink setup, you know, everything like that. I just take that money and I, I invest it in their first setup so that they have everything they need. There's no fucking around. There's no like figuring it out for themselves kind of thing. It's just like, you made it. Here's your reward. I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's such a great way to go about it. You know, they have to put up some collateral, they get it back and you don't, you're not benefiting from it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I had to pay for everything. Um, mm-hmm. I had to pay for gloves, which during COVID were not cheap. No, and not to easy to find. For, I had to pay for my all my machines, obviously. Like I had to buy my own inks. She didn't really use color ink. She only used black. So I had to buy all my own. Dude. And, you know, when you don't know what colors you like, you buy everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um which oh, now is all in the trash because they're all bricks and expired. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like any of them anymore. And I don't like that brand anymore. So yeah. I got um, you. And then yeah, I I was working off a beat up, broken, like had the wheels falling off toolbox of hers. No. Um, and the top of it was all bent. So it was like not even a, a flat surface to be working off of. Oh, um, shit. so I ended up having to buy my own cart. I had, I bought my own massage bed, everything. Cause there was nothing for me to work on. Right. Right. Cause it was just her and her stuff. There was like, she had shit in the basement that had been sitting down there for years, but it was covered in mold. And I'm like, I can't tattoo on this. Right. So I yeah. ended up just buying all my own stuff. And it was like, I literally put myself so far in the hole. I, I, the one thing I remember from the community space, um, that you were saying is like, how do I get busy? Like, how, how do I, yeah. And I, I think the only thing that I offered was like, do good, do good flash. You know, if you put out good flash pre-drawn to stuff and you, your stuff is very beautiful. The things that you put out, 
Um, yeah, very clean. I was like, why isn't she getting busy? This stuff's gorgeous. Like, like when she finally put it out, I was like, wow, dude, like this is clean. This is dope, dope as shit. Um, and you know, even if you're not getting busy, at least you're putting out good artwork, um, during that time and you can make stickers, you can do anything with it eventually sell it eventually. Um, but it's also that, that headspace that it keeps you into where you're just making and you're putting yourself to something like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is better than sitting here and being upset, (laughs) you know, about why, why is this not happening? But yeah, you put out really, really beautiful, clean stuff. And I was like, she's gonna get busy. Like if she isn't now, like she'll definitely get busy. (laughs) And then, you know, it took a couple years of like bullshit, but then it did start. I started seeing, you know, when did you feel like it started clicking just under just time under the needle or like, yeah, it was time under the needle. Um, I, a few months after getting licensed, I ended up leaving that shop. Um, it was just, I wasn't really learning. I wasn't, you know, getting anything back in return. I felt like I was still treated in the same role, even after I was an autonomous light is licensed artist and borrow Um, your own shit. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, it was, I was getting talked down to still, it was just not, and, and all the trauma dumping still, and just everything else. And it just got to a point where I was like, you know what, this is just not a healthy environment that I'm going to be able to grow in. So I had to make a decision. Right. And I didn't really know many people either in the tattoo industry, especially like apprenticing through COVID. Like there, there was nothing, there was no way to get to know anybody. Yep. Except for the people that I found on social media and you know, locally I was like, okay. So I ended up at the shop that I was at most recently that I actually just am no longer at as of last week. Um, and fortunately, like that was a shop where at the time when I transitioned had several artists there. And one of them, my good friend Forrest, um, he just actually celebrated tattooing 33 years this year. Oh, right on. That's awesome. So I got to spend a lot of time with him that's great. And I learned a lot from him and a lot, of, I learned a lot from the shop owner too, but he was only there part-time Yeah, because he was working at another shop. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was great because at first he was like, okay, he, he took me in and then he had had an apprentice who had just graduated at the same time. Right. He was like, I'm going to get you both up to speed so that you can work at any shop. And I was like, great, please. Thank you. I need this. And he gave us like six months worth of assignments where every month we would focus on a different style of tattooing and draw a flash for it. Nice. And do the research on the style and like understand it and all this other stuff. And that was really great. And it was awesome. And I was like, this is what an apprenticeship should be like. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't until I started working there (laughs) after being licensed for several months that I was told for the first time, no trace stuff like sailor jerry trace it until you get it and i was like i thought i wasn't allowed to trace anything i was tattooing wonky fucking proportions on people up until then like right you'll have to see sometime like you'll meet chris sometime (laughs) okay 
Right and- on. I would love to meet Chris. This is your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. partner. Yeah. And he was my huge guinea pig. And God bless him. <laughs> my first pan, my first crawling panther I ever did. And it's just so wonky it's just it has a beefy fucking shoulder like it just never quit on shoulder day like yeah and it's like had i known like oh it's okay to just trace classic flash to get the motions down and to understand the designs and the proportions and to get that muscle memory before you just start drawing freehand yep Yeah, that was one of the things I I told people, like, especially if they wanted to learn portraiture, I'm like, trace half the face and then take take that away and then use the tracing part to guide you to the other portions and then struggle from there. But give yourself at least a little bit of an edge or just fully trace. Like when you fully trace, you do you you learn proportions, you learn these things. It's very subtle, the learning, but you do. Not to mention tracing is a whole other, it's so much more integral to pulling a line and tattooing than it is freehand drawing. Yeah. And it did help a lot. Yeah. It because a lot. Cause even then too, that was one of the things he told me, he was like, you know, even just tracing them, you're going to see, okay, this is how you're going to pull the line for this part. This is, you know, the lines are drawn in certain lengths so that you know when to pick up your machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. All these little things that were so nuanced. Light bulb. It was just like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, crap. How how am I in over two years and no one has told me this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would feel shitty. And I was like, (laughs) God damn it. And like stretching the skin. The first time I learned a three point stretch. Yep. Yep. That's... I was like, why am I not getting this? And it's like, <laughs> because nobody is actually teaching me anything. Mm-hmm. And yep. it wasn't until I actually started getting taught how and why that I was like, okay, this is starting to click now. That's awesome. And you're like, oh, this is what all these other apprentices were getting. And I'm not, I'm not just a moron who can't get yeah. this. <laughs> and no wonder why I didn't know a three point stretch. I've been working on fucking silicon most of this time. You don't have to stretch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know to use the heel of my tattooing hand yep, as a pull on that side and then yeah yeah Thanks. which uh Cooper has like even an added thing uh for his his process which I I really I I I should have probably taken his uh but it was two days and by the time I, I realized how it fucking took up cool a lo- it was I wanted to take that one also but then I wouldn't have been able to do so many other things <laughs> no no I I I think it it all worked out the way it was supposed to. I hope Absolutely. that there's more time ahead and uh, I get to see these people and hang out with them again. But uh, yeah, his was like a two day thing. And by the time I realized how awesome it was, it was on the second day. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't, I missed half of it. So I guess that's not going to happen. But yeah, uh, he he has a whole like posture thing and how to hold the machine so it doesn't wear, wear you down and all that good stuff, ergonomics, which is cool. And, you know, I'd love always down to like learn something more like that. Cause we get older, right. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. that, that stuff wears on you eventually, which, you know, in the background, not only are you learning all these things, but you're, you're also still dealing with medical journey, which you're trying to heal yourself as well. So I'm sure this is just relief on top of relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez, man. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. All right. <laughs> 
it has been a journey. Yeah. So, all right. Let me, I, I, I'm thinking like, all right, biggest hurdles you've, you've listed a whole bunch of them. Do you remember what your first tattoo was? Yeah, I do. My first tattoo, it's on my ankle. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I saw it. What was it? Oh God. It's a sponge emoji. <laughs> oh, I don't really get to see it. Oh, so cute. I love that. So it was an inside joke with me and my mentor. Um, so this was a thing where it's like, yeah, no. So because she had like literal, like clinical OCD to the point where like, you know, she has to like check the door so many times she has to make sure it's locked. She has to like, make sure everything's unplugged, all that stuff. And it was a whole routine every single night closing the shop. Right. And then it took a very, very long time for her to trust me enough to just leave before me and let me clean up without waiting for me. Got you. And eventually when she did, it would be a thousand questions at the end of the night. Texts oh, separately. So I'm answering all these texts separately, which in retrospect was actually a good training for dealing with the clients and the DMs. True. Yeah. Like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Like, no, you're going to do this. this yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, one night randomly, when she started asking me all the questions, instead of answering them all individually, I just sent her an emoji of a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> that's awesome and I was like it means everything is how it is and how it should be fucking cleaned I cleaned it all I did it all everything (laughs) is done all the lights are off everything see your fucking list of questions in in my eyelids before I go to bed at night man like fuck And so it just got to, so I just started just responding with the sponge anytime she would ask me a question. That's awesome. (laughs) Way to take the power back. I love it. (laughs) So, you know, she would leave at the end of the night. She'd be like, okay, let me know, you know, and this thing's that thing. I'm like, yeah, no worries. I'll sponge you later. I'll sponge you later. So this is just a thing. Every night I'd be like, yeah, I'll sponge you later. Like, what the fuck? Oh my God, that's so awesome. That so is, it's that literally, is such a great... So my first tattoo is literally the sponge emoji with a banner that says sponge you later. I love that so much. I might have to call this podcast at least one, one part of this sponge you later. I mean, like, dude, that is like a great first tattoo that you did on yourself thing. Oh my God, that's so great. <gasps> Yeah. Because it because yeah. it just encapsulates the whole thing and just be like, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. And you know what? I'll always look down on that ankle and know exactly what I did to get oh, where I am. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> so glad I didn't miss that question. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god. Oh, Esme, come here. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I'm so now that you're now that you're up and rolling and all of that good stuff um 
you know, we've we've had some discussions about like, you know, One now second, you're tired. Yeah, yeah. Get get your puppy. <laughs> What's the matter? Oh, I did baby. You're okay, honey. He just wants attention. <laughs> That's understandable. We've been going for a little bit. She's yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I hear this outside. random voice. You need to go outside. Just give me one second. Yeah, yeah, go. That's fine. Definitely. You gotta take care of your fox. Typically, this would be a piece of the podcast that I would have removed, but I would like to ask all listeners to join us in prayer to recognize Esme. Uh, during the past couple weeks since this podcast has aired, Nicole had to say goodbye to her puppy. So I wanted to leave this piece in there for her as she listened because I found that when my pet was going through a lot of his issues and we thought we might lose him, it was like everything I I had in me to, to hold on to him and I would try to catch moments of him purring on, on my phone and I still do to this day. I actually get Rico... Uh, snoring at times too which is quite hilarious but I think this is a time to call everybody to appreciate everyone and everything in your life to love it as hard as you can and to just be grateful and I'm very happy that in some very small way I got to experience Esme when she was still with us and that we were able to get this little little piece of her on record. So this is to Esme. God bless you, hun. And Nicole, our heart is with you. I'm going to bring my computer with me where I can see when they're coming back in. Sounds good. No worries. I was just spraying my plants. Nice. I was like, I didn't spray you today. We're taking <laughs> care of babies. Oh. <laughs> That's very cool. Right on. I'm so right. flushed. Oh my god. Because that was awesome. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I hope everybody has that kind of laugh. Holy crap, man. That's that's dope. Uh-huh. Well, and what I was gonna ask is like, you know, you're you left the last shop despite what it gave you. You have have gratitude for that, but I think that um moving ahead i think that it's it's been clear since everything that you've gone through and that you're you now recognize the the healing aspects of tattooing what it's healed you in and then also what it can do for other people absolutely um, you want to talk about that a little bit sure um <laughs> so yeah i mean whew. this is the stuff that gets me jazzed <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes i love it i love it um so it was like i started noticing just anytime i would tattoo someone even if it was early you know and it wasn't the best tattoo quite yet just the way that it made people feel and the way that people started to fall in love with themselves again and <clears throat> so many of us myself included deal with 
bouts of body dysmorphia. I mean, just our society and the way that we grow up. And now we have social media and comparison is everywhere. And comparison is the thief of joy. I forget who said that, but it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, I know my apprentice said it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just one way in which I started realizing like, wow, you know, I too started getting tattooed because it made me feel better about myself. It made me feel more comfortable in my skin and in who I am as a person and helped me reconnect with myself at its, at my core. Mm-hmm. And now ever since, um, having like a major spiritual awakening through the last few years with my health journey and my apprenticeship and COVID and everything else. Yes. Um, Reconnecting with spirit and finding that the energetic aspect in the tattooing Mm -hmm. is honestly the most profound. It's an energetic exchange. And I started noticing that days that I had maybe partied a little bit the night before, my energy was off, the tattoo was off. I never saw that person again. And that broke my heart. Yeah. Like they never came back. Yeah. Like what was it that I did? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah, huge responsibility and learning the energetic aspect of it and diving deeper into that and essentially realizing that that energy gets imprinted on that tattoo, whether or not we want it to, whether or not we believe it it does. Mm -hmm. Because they always, it's there, it's indelible, it's not going away. Yeah, absolutely. And you look back on those tattoos and hell, I have tattoos too. I look back on those tattoos and I remember that artist and I remember the mood they were in. And I remember how they talked to me, mm-hmm. and how they treated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you're not taking it in your highest regard to show up in the best version that you can for that person, you're, you're harming them. You're not healing them. Yeah. But when you do take the time to show up, you put in the effort, you put in the work, you do the inner work, you do the energetic work, you make sure that you're giving them the best tattoo that they can get. Hey, are you somebody who likes to draw? Are you somebody who wants to draw better? Are you someone who tattoos? Are you somebody who wants to tattoo better? Well, then I recommend that you go to our special offer in our show notes of this podcast page. Our website is theapprenticeshipdiaries.com. And on this page, you'll find all our listed episodes. Within there, the show notes, there will be a link, tad10. Click on there and find yourself 10% off a year's worth of the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. It will make you better.
Yeah. It's healing. Oh, it is. It is. Well, and like you said, you know, I mean, obviously you've spent years just trying to tattoo. Right. So, and it broke you down in a lot of different ways um, that, you know, whether good or bad, it, it, it broke you down in, in a, la- a lot of ways that you had to reflect. And so to have to heal through that and then, you know, find, we took Chimu's class together, find your why within that and, and keep pulling through that and and paying attention and you know you you did so much just to sacrifice to get there and then you had to like continue healing and then recognize like oh now I'm put in a state where I I have to be conscientious of these things you do you realize uh how how integral it is and how much you have to really put yourself in alignment with that um I was you know, I was brought up in the service industry and, um, my parents' business was that. So, um, you know, that was something that I think right away, uh, I was taught because, you know, I I wasn't around drunk people or anything. I was around people that were coming to atone in a space where, you know, they needed a second space, you know, or a third space rather, like aside from their work, aside from their home, they needed a place where they could just be and then be uplifted. Um, so we were always taught, you know, like there was, there was books and there, I still recommend them, you know, uh, doing a lot of seminars. And that's, that's why I love the seminar thing. Um, and the podcast thing, because these were like, these were like big aha things for me in my, my childhood growing up. My parents always put me in things like that, but the there's a couple books um be nicer else and on being a day maker um are are two books that hairstylists have written and they're they're just all about uh like you said showing up for people and what that means to people it means so much more than you ever think because you know you go through these things in your life where you're like ah how important am i you know like and i've seen tattoo artists be like oh we just fucking tattoo like it's why are you taking it so seriously? It's because it is, it is serious. It's either that it's not serious, but then you can't bitch. You can't bitch about anything. You can't hold any standard whatsoever. So fine. If it's really not that serious, then, then yeah, fuck around. Um, but a lot of people are going to get hurt and you probably are not going to feel good either by the end of it and nothing will matter. And you won't be able to even complain about it or everything does matter. And, uh, I, I, I lean in that camp and I, I find that the, the more that you can recognize what you've recognized, the more you can scale. And it's, and it's brought a lot of awesome things to your work because, um, you know, now you're, you're learning energy work and things like that. Um, and that can be coupled into what you do and scale the value of who you are and what you're able to bring to the table that nobody else can. And with a style like traditional, which a lot of people can do um maybe not well but like <laughs> but a lot of people do do because it's traditional work and it's coined it's these very coined things and that was what was cool about Chimu's class too is that he did a lot of sacred tattoos that you don't alter it you just know how fucking important and integral it is mm-hmm. and you only tattoo it if it fits that mark and it fits that person that place that time that energy work so it's a whole other experience and intention. Yes. And I, I really love that 
one that that's where you're going with it, uh, especially after like spinning off of Casey's podcast interview too. And I just learned about everything she was doing. I was like, Oh dude, this is so cool. And you know, Casey, yeah. um, you're part of a mentor group there, which is really dope. And yeah, talk about that. Like, how mm-hmm. did you, how'd you find that mentor space? Um, so it's actually wild because one of my, one of my oldest friends who was one of the first people who got tattooed by me, um, one of my college buddies, um, he shared Reese's page with me probably about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Oh, right on. Yeah. Cause he saw that I was really struggling, mm-hmm. um, with, dealing with social media and getting work. And it just, there was a point where it was like, I think it was winter 2021. It was pretty, it was pretty bleak. Um, That's a slow time of year anyway. This was the first, I mean, it was also the first winter that I was a licensed artist and I was at this new shop, Mm. um, which was a new shop. It had only been around for a year. Um, and there was weeks that I only made $200 and then I would make zero the next. Mm. And I was dog walking on the side just to get my bills paid. And oh, I was, Lord. I was definitely like in a spot where I was like, God damn it. Like I thought that this was going to be a lot easier than it was. Yeah. Yeah. And he had shared Reese's, Instagram with me and I just like followed along for a while and I was like oh you know whatever social media like whatever who wants to do that no one likes making reels why does anyone make a reel stupid why can't we just post pictures I found myself like playing those in my head over and over again and then I was like wait a second maybe I should try some of this (laughs) Yeah, I started listening to her podcast and which is just so beautiful in itself too. Like the way that she goes about it energetically and from the spiritual viewpoint is just it's just it's just it's just so empowering. Um and it helped me a lot. It helped me come out of that cocoon. It really like helped me like to go within and kind of like sit with my shadows and I started practicing some of those things. And then eventually she had offered, um, you know, a, a free, you know, little teaser seminar for a day on like magnetism with social media magnetism. So I was like, all right, I'll go check this out and see what it's about. And it was just like a one hour little live zoom thing with, you know, whoever. And, and then I was hooked. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, mentoring and coaching. This is something that that's going to be super helpful for me because I always had a thirst for knowledge. And like, I see myself as a student of life and there's always more to be learned and more to be practiced and more to be honed and more to be done. And I immediately... <laughs> went and saw if I could get PayPal credit and I was able to finance her Inspired Academy. Nice. <laughs> Six That's months awesome. with no interest. 
Um, so then that's how I got my foot in the door. And the rest honestly is history. Like, nice. It really just helped me get out of the funk and out of those, that kind of like inauthentic, um, what's the word? Um, victimhood mentality that I had been living in because damn COVID really beat us down. No matter what side, no matter what camp we were in, we were all beat down and our souls were destroyed. I am, I fully believe that it was like a spiritual war. Like it's a lot of it's spiritual warfare. I think it was a death. I think it was, uh, there was a death and awakening for everybody. Definitely. Um, And that's why I, you know, I, and people have heard it enough on the podcast but yeah I, I i agree i agree with that um it was it was rough and it was hard to recover from because you know you had you had to actively like either fight so hard just to just to move just to hug somebody i mean like crying out loud like everything was like if you coughed people were like yep you know at you so all of our everything that was natural and normal and and not a thing was made a thing so it was like it was really like I've been in a involuntarily committed before into a um, fourth floor of a psychiatric ward it was like that um that's what it felt like it was like everything that you thought was normal was flipped on its ass and made not normal and everything was being scrutinized in ways that you were like holy shit dude like what is happening and it was it was it was like all of life became a psychiatric ward (laughs) and and I thought I had I thought I escaped that that in my life um no (laughs) no no who knew that the whole circus could be be everywhere (laughs) right (laughs) and so you know I mean I had already experienced a lot of that, but I definitely concur. That's, that's definitely what happened. And I'm glad that you found that because, you know, the only other thing that I would refer and that I do refer is reinventing the tattoo, because that's how I've, I've, you know, kind of encouraged people go there. You're going to meet dope tattoo artists. They're going to be kind and compassionate. They're going to uplift you. They'll give constructive critique, you know, and you know, that paradise, that's, that's, that's where it's at. And then you entered a whole realm there, which was really cool because there was so much biomechanical stuff and that's so painterly and like you kind of very organic and things like that. So it was a neat time, I think, for you, too, because now that you've kind of honed so much structure and you kind of get all those things to be opened up to like all these other possibilities now, too, now that you have the structural elements down of tattooing. And on, for, on top of that, like more tattoo artists that you know now too, which is really dope. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I And, you know, a, a thing to, to note is like, you know, if anybody thinks that financially we're not burdened. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like, you know, I mean, and that's, that's that's the beginning man like debt is so much a part of it in the beginning um you know even when rico uh met me 
you know, I had, I had credit card debt that I was whittling down and it was, and I still, I still have a little bit of it, but it's like, you have to take those leaps. You have to spend money to make money. It's not cheap in any no. regard. No. I mean, just one bottle of ink can put you out 30 bucks. Like people just don't understand how much is yeah. invested in it just in the, just in the materials part of it. But then in all of the other parts, it's, it's so much. And, um, and, and you're doing it again, probably because you know, you can survive it, you know, and that it's just going to keep scaling. And it does. I think that that's the best way to invest your money. If I can put anything out there, you know, to people. Go on Instagram, subscribe to Oddball Rifle Club if you're interested in muzzle-loading rifles and black powder firearms. Yeah, reinvesting it in yourself. And your business. And, and, and you know what? It has, it has helped. Like, the, the, the growth that I've had from last year to this year has to be upwards of 30%. That's awesome. That's so and, good. And granted, I'm still spending a lot of that money. <laughs> I'm not on the other side yet, but I'm not drowning. Yes. And I think that's important to note is it's like, it's scary. When mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to pay $3,000 for this class. What the frick? What am I doing? Am I insane? And I was like, I don't have that. <laughs> I was like, but how many tattoos can I do to make that up? Or yeah. like, you know, how is that going to help me get more people in my chair? And it has. Yep. And if anything, it's gotten me quality people who are on my level, who are soulmates. Aww. Like the people who I get in my chair now, I mean, I'm, I still might not be fully booked, but the people who are there, they're my people. Yeah. It's integral. They're good people. And it's like, it's really heartwarming and, Hell, I literally just had this client, what day is it today? Uh, Two days ago on Saturday. Mm-hmm. She lives in Massachusetts. She doesn't drive. She Ubered all the way Aww. to South County. Oh my God. Oh, that's <laughs> like awesome. It's like a 45-minute yeah. drive that she Ubered to make sure that she could still come get her tattoo from me. And I was just like floored when she told me that I was like, you literally Ubered all the way out here. That's insane. And she had to Uber all the way back home too. And I was just like, so just overwhelmed with gratitude. I was like, here, take, take some prints. Like you want some prints, take this one, take that one. whatever." And I was like, she was like, how much? And I'm like, no, just. Please. You just paid me for a four hour custom session and tipped me. Like, no, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. And you, you're paying for Ubers. You don't have to buy prints, take prints, please put them on your wall, admire them, love oh, them. What I like about and that. She was too. like, she's really excited. She was so excited. She was Aww. so excited. And then on top of it, she was like, honestly, I don't even care. You could move across the globe and I would still travel to come see you. Oh, and she would. I, I have a lot would. of friends like that. Yeah, and I'm would. like, right now, just talking about it again. But I'm like, holy shit. Well, it. The, at these least... are the people that you find when you show up as yourself. And well, you and when you put letting in the, the world work. dictate everything that you are. And you put in the work, too, because, you know, whilst your mentor in the very beginning didn't give you gas money, what you're finding is, is that once you actually 
get to perform in that space, people will drive the extra mile for you. So it does pay back. It yeah. takes a while. Yeah. But, you know, if you're willing to do that, <laughs> it, it it pays back. And then you have an opportunity to, to give back a little bit of love that you felt like would have been nice if you had gotten in the long run. So that's awesome. What a great story. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. It oh. is. That's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. And she would travel. I have a lot of clients like that. That was my experience in COVID. Like, you know, I had worked uh, longer than you, but, you know, I usually was traveling all around, like doing at least four conventions a year and seeing certain people and they would meet me at tattoo conventions if I'd be close to them. And, you know, COVID, I wasn't traveling. I was, I was trying to like get my head together and like, just keep working. Yeah. But they, they were like, Oh, can we travel in to see you? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And you can stay with me. Like, well, we'll Airbnb this shit. Like don't pay for, don't pay for accommodation. Stay. I have two spare bedrooms. Like come stay. I will tattoo. It's awesome. We'll make you breakfast. Like, <laughs> like it'll be great. And it was so wonderful, but they totally did. And, and it was so neat because I was able to meet my clients in such a very rare and special way. And that's what it's all about, dude. Like, you know, um, that's the healing part of it too, because, you know, there's so much in life that make you utterly and completely not want to human anymore and be around humans. But I think that this, <laughs> this industry has the power to either do that or bring you back. And I like it when it brings you back, it does it in such a beautiful way. And it just comes with surrendering and trusting the process. And yeah. the more that you try to micromanage everything, the the more roadblocks you end up having to go around, the more obstacles that are put in your way. And if anything, like the last year and a half of doing this like deep dive work that I've been doing on myself has only proven that, like, just let go. Mm hmm. There's yeah. something better for you and it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And, and you got the moxie too for it, man. Like I really, I'm excited for you moving ahead. I like this new place that you're at. It sounds like it's already proving so much awesomeness um, and potential and uh, yeah. And I love the energy work that you're putting into it. I can't wait to see what that does uh, for you moving ahead. I do do some, um, ceremonial work. I haven't had the opportunity to do it super frequently. We'll talk about it a little bit because like outline how it looks so that people who are listening, maybe they'll jump onto that. Hey, that would be awesome. I would love to win. (laughs) Yeah, man. Totally. Sparks your interest. Like, let me know. I'm in Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, so essentially with that, what I'm doing is I'm doing more of a shamanic practice, um, Mm -hmm because I'm actually studying some shamanism as well. Um, So with that shamanic practice, what we do is we sit in a ceremony and um, essentially we do a brief meditation together. Um, I call in your spirit guides to assist. Um, I do some channeling in which um, we work with Oracle cards, tarot cards, um, anything of that nature, whatever's feeling guided at that moment. Um, I have like 12 decks it's insane it's a problem um but they're all beautiful and is it is it a problem no not really um (laughs) and essentially depending on where you are at this point in your journey and what you're trying to discover or you know have come to you to help get you to your next step 
um, based on what we learn through that process, um, we'll co-create together um, a, essentially it doubles as a consultation where based on the imagery and the messages, I will actually help to channel the de a design that we then tattoo with that energy flowing that same day with it being present. Um, and I'll actually use my Reiki practice as well to infuse that intention and energy into the tattoo and the pigment itself. Fantastic. So it has, I've, I've only done a few of them. Um, it's still a new practice, but it's been super profound for everybody that has received one so far. And even I'm even in awe myself with how these things come together. Um, more recently I did one where I was working with, um, this gentleman who is trying to offer like a way of helping guide people almost in a bodywork sense, but also with psychology on how to really root down and be grounded in order to achieve higher levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was having trouble trusting his process and he was, you know, closing himself off and deciding who he would talk to about it and who he wouldn't and like who he would open up to and who he wouldn't. And from two different decks, the same message came up. Wow. Flower doesn't open and close depending on who walks by. Yep. It's just the sun. <laughs> you obey you bathe in actually yeah I love that I it love was like that. that message came through so strongly and then just with other things that were coming up with that um it was actually it was it was it's probably my favorite design that I've done so far where we you to use like the caduceus staff um and gotcha. I illustrated the staff coming down like it was roots through oh, awesome through a peony um with a mark above floating above it so gotcha now do you heavily document these um because i um, i would think that'd be a way no yes say, no. okay because i that might be something just as you were saying and i was like you know testimonials of these clients would be really cool i do um, have as well cool awesome yeah. so those testimonials are cool but then also like your documentation of them because um I found in my beginning, I didn't have a standard portfolio. What I had was like took pictures and then I like write like this, like mock-up of my client, like, and why we did the tattoo. And so as people's like flipping through my portfolio, they weren't just seeing the images. They were, they would read about my clients and they were like, dude, I love your, your portfolio because I get to learn about why this tattoo is the way it is and it's so cool and it would get their ideas like moving and stuff like that so I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like that might be a, a cool way to like when when you make a book of your portfolio you put like little excerpts next to them and like make it a book and like let yeah. people it could be a picture book I mean I, I if there's pictures in it I'm looking at the pictures and I might read it <laughs> but but you can always like choose that but I found that when I did that, people were like, oh man, I want to be in the book. Like I want to, I want to get tattooed because she actually gives a shit. She was like learning about these people. Like, and that's, that's a, a thing that I find. And, you know, social media is a lot like that too. Right. Um, you know, some more, I mean, of course it, 
that's a very intimate space, but like, and you have to ask for permission to share those stories and stuff like that. But I think that would be really cool. It's like, add, add that testimonial air to it. And, um, and then, you know, document it. And then, you know, I'm like, Oh, you're in a book. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, I do. Um, so I have like written like little stories and stuff, um, oh, cool. you know, post on social media when I do share it. Right. Um, because it really just is so beautiful. And I mean, part of me also is a writer. So I really enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, do, I, I do try to like tell the story and tell the tale. Right. Yeah. Because it's so important. It's so personal. And it's when just you're utilizing some really cool things too, like, um, you know, using, uh, tarot and and uh, different decks and things like that there's so many things that you can talk about like what deck you use like all these different things and of course like if it's a specific deck of a certain person like if they created the deck you can shout them out like all these different business 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 totally <laughs> but it's all great because good business good entrepreneurship is seeing a gap in the world that you know your gifts can fulfill and you're doing it with a lot of integrity to be connected to everything, to reconnect with everything and make it better and lift it up. And, you know, you, you can, you can see it as like, oh, you're just trying to make money. You got to make money. Um, but, but like how you make money and why you make money and this preciseness, you can make money a million different ways. Like Chimo said, if I really want to make money, I'd sell water. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah. You walk around in places where water is like three dollars a thing, and like offer it for two fifty, and look there, you got you're already making money. <laughs> like, so there's lots of ways to do that, but I really like I really love that. That's awesome. So if somebody wanted to do that with you, how should they reach out to you? I prefer them to email me. Okay. Um, that way, if they have any questions, I can field those questions, or if they have any concerns. Because it is a little bit unnerving. It's an open-ended situation. You don't know what you're getting into. And that's part of the fun. Mm -hmm. Because it's exactly what you need in that moment. Um, and I mean, I do my due diligence to make sure that it's all, it's all good. It's not, there's no, there's no malevolence in there. Um, I do the work on the back end to make sure of that. Um, but it's a little unnerving because it is a permanent tattoo. But the magic and the beauty of that is that that intention in that moment and that experience is forever embedded into that tattoo. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you find yourself in the future, in your life, on your journey, you will always see that tattoo and come back home to yourself in that moment. Yeah. And that's something that I really love being able to bring to people. Heck yeah, man. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, what is your email? It's uh, Nicole, oh yeah. It's NicoleDeroyTattoos at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And your Instagram? NicoleDeroyTattoos. And then I also have one for my ceremonial stuff. There's awesome. an underscore before it, but it's Sacred Earth Tattoo. Awesome. I don't think I'm following you there yet. I'm going to have to get on the ball. It's it's a work in progress. It don't matter. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm just catching up to what your name actually is. I, I was like, you're like, it's DeRoy, by the way. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't even know. 
But yeah, um, okay. And uh, do do you have a website or anything like that? I do. You can find me at NicoleDeroy.com. Awesome. Perfect. And everything is there. (laughs) Did we cover everything? Is there anything else that we didn't put out? I mean, we can do this again. I hope to stay in touch with you for a while and clock your progress. But is there anything? I mean, there was one thing I was like, do you have pet peeves in the industry? But I've kind of discounted that question just because I think we're really blessed and I don't really yeah, ask overall, it much. we're super blessed. I mean, if there's something that peeves you, it's up to you to put up a boundary so that it doesn't affect your energy. Agreed. Agreed. And so, I mean, as you've experienced, I'm very good at that. You are. You are. I mean, you've been through enough to really know those boundaries, I mean, man. It's, it's funny. I've actually had clients like come to me and be like, I really love your boundaries. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's great. I'm like, I do too, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something to emulate for sure. And it's very clean and, and it doesn't feel like you said, there's no malevolence. It just is what it is. And I like that because it's not, I don't know, like if I guess if you were very like, oh my god, does she like me? Kind of person, like maybe that would affect you. But I, I I'm like, just like, what? I'm probably too much for them anyway. That, probably at that point. Probably. Like, <laughs> I just I'm at a point where I just do not give any fucks. If I'm too much for you, then honey, go find less. Like I hear you, but I also think that you I, you do care. You just care in very specific ways, and you're sure. not apologetic about it. And and it's good. It's really, really good. And it's to be admired and to be respected. And I think that's the the benefit of good boundaries is that it garnishes respect. If even if you don't like, like a person with like that, that's okay. Cause you can at least respect them and be like, totally. Dude, they, they keep showing up and they keep doing it in a consistent fashion. I can't be mad about that. I can see it coming. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I want in this world. It's just like, man, just give me, give me, like, give me some awareness of what's happening here. I just so much energy just figuring out what the hell's going on. Like, but it's nice when you meet people. There's like, just I'm gonna tell you how it is, and that's that's that. I'm like, oh, you can work with that. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you thank very you. very much. This is awesome, and we have a good two two episodes worth that i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna call spongulator one i mean i have to have to probably the first one because because we're gonna sponge you later basically oh god that just sounds so bad doesn't it's so awesome like you're either gonna give someone a sponge bath or you're doing the dirty look it's a good hook you know marketing you gotta have a good hook people are like what the fuck is this like and then they'll know They'll know what it is. And I just, I love it so much. <laughs> I don't know. We can show a little picture of your, you know, your tattoo. And I'll let you come up with the rest. But is there, <laughs> do you have any closing notes? Anything that you want to offer anyone getting into this before we, before we wrap? I think it's very important to really get to know yourself and sit with yourself and real and decide is this something that i'm willing to do is this something that i'm really willing to give my all and because 
while tattooing takes so much energy and so much effort, it does give so much more back. And with that, yeah, you have to put in the energy and the effort. You have to be willing to do what it takes. And sometimes you might have to do things that you're not comfortable with doing, like getting on social media and making the damn real and learning to love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or Once you do it, just, it's so simple. Yeah, yeah, or even just, or if you don't, then find a different way. But it's mm-hmm. like, there's going to be effort no matter which way you go about it. And if you're not willing to put in that work and that effort, it it's probably not going to last. And you just have to really face yourself with that and understand that and be like, hey, you know what? There's a lot that's going to be sacrificed, but in the end, it'll be worth it because then you gain back all that energy that you put in up front. It's an investment. It's a solid investment, energetically, financially, time investment. You lose friendships. You gain friendships. You lose relationships. Yeah. I'm fortunate I still have <laughs> my partner after all. Yeah, Chris is a solid guy. I'm I, I'm excited to meet him. He sounds like a really cool dude. Yeah. Um, that's a shout out for sure. But also <laughs> one more thing is like in paying homage to the people who helped you get here. Is there people who you want to shout out and just, you know, dip some gratitude their way? It doesn't have to be directly or just an inspiration. Oh, boy. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> that's a loaded question there's just chris definitely chris definitely definitely. um your animals they're awesome (laughs) um i mean honestly just anyone who has stuck by me anyone all of you even if you're listening or not i don't know if you will (laughs) but anyone who let me practice on them before I knew what the fuck I was doing. God bless you. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's Um, really cool. Anyone who still lets me try new things because that's a thing too. There's always trying new things. I like it. Always something new. I like it. And thank you to everybody who travels to come see me, whether it's near or far. It's, super inspired and just it's just wild it's just wild i can't it's just too much one thing people need to know about rhode island is it's all far (laughs) it's all far in rhode island if it's more than 15 minutes fucking far (laughs) that's That's a rhode uh, island thing that's sarcasm for anybody that's not picking up what we're throwing down because (laughs) if you're not from rhode island you probably would be like what yeah you don't get it I mean, there. I mean, I'm I'm really adding extra credit to your your gratitude, honestly, because there is an attitude of like gratitude, like like when you travel more than 15 minutes, you have traveled far in Rhode Island. So mm-hmm. like to be mm-hmm. like, thank you for traveling for me. Yeah, that's big in Rhode Island, man. Because people don't. <laughs> I had one girl come from Nova Scotia. I was like, what? so cool. That's Granted, awesome. she had family out here and she was visiting but she's she from scotia there's so many tattoo artists in rhode island that's awesome wow that's Why so me? cool 
That is awesome. And then whenever I ask why me, it's always, I really like your vibe. That's so, really cool. And no one's going to know that unless you show your fucking vibe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you do. And and you are really good. I, I do want to give you a nod that way. You have a great social media presence. You've worked very hard on that. Definitely go, go follow uh, if you're listening to this because you're not going to be disappointed. It's already awesome. It's just going to keep scaling <laughs> from there. So you know, pretty Aww. soon you're going to be teaching your own, your own classes in it. And oh <laughs> I mean, you've done so much already. This is probably going to matter a lot to a lot of people that you're not even aware of. So I'm very grateful for your time. Thank you, Amy. I'm grateful yeah. for you too. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome, man. It's a great connection. Yeah. You have a great night and uh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. And this always so uh difficult to know how to end these diary entries uh you know when zoom cuts off it kind of cuts off what has been you know a couple hours of us chatting and everything goes dark and my friends go away (laughs) so but at this particular time i wanted to let everybody know that nicole deroy is on the road she's doing a guest tour uh kind of around middle america So if you could, send her a little love, some prayers for safe travels and uh, safety home. We we are so grateful, Nicole. And again, her home studio is Acme Inc. in Rhode Island. So if you find yourself in that state or anywhere in the surrounding areas, because it's a a wee state, please go check her out. All right, diary listeners. Till next time. God bless. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.